Hello everyone and welcome back to the Dear Teenage Girl Dear Teenage Girl podcast. I'm your host Amy Boyd. If you're new here, welcome. Um, if you're a good old friend, welcome back. Um, I meant to do this podcast episode last week, but I don't know if you can tell I'm still a little bit congested. Last week I was very, very, very unexpectedly sick. Well, I don't think anytime you really expect to be sick. But anyway, uh, I was really sick last week. I had a cold and I had a fever. Um, I tested for COVID. I didn't have COVID, so I guess that's a good thing. Um, But yeah, I was so out of it last week. I was in bed and usually when I'm sick, what I do is I'll have a day where I like let myself be sick, let myself binge watch um, TV, everything's okay. Um, And then the next day, like, as soon as I wake up in the morning, I, like, throw out all of my garbage, like, Kleenexes and everything from my room, get it out, get it in the garbage, um, or, like, throw out my garbage, I'll, uh, wash out all my sheets, I'll, like, put my duvet, um, outside and my pillows outside to air out, I'll open up my window, turn on my fan, let my room air out, Lysol, everything, um, and then take a good, like, shower, Uh, And then I do, like, different, like, natural, like, regimens, uh, like, hot honey, lemon, apple cider, apple cider vinegar, water, oh my goodness, I cannot speak today, Um, and then by the end of the day, I'm feeling a lot, lot better, I'll, like, put my uh, wash sheets on and everything, and then the next day, I'm feeling, like, even better, like, I'm basically not sick anymore, I might still have, like, a, like, blow my nose a few times in that day, but not, like, super super sick but this time the sickness lasted for almost a week where I was like in bed like could barely move could barely do anything my throat was killing me my head was killing me and yeah like that was the worst I've been sick in like as long as I can remember and and so I did my routine the next day and I still felt like garbage so I went back to bed and then I did that routine again yesterday, and now I'm starting to feel a bit better, but you can still kind of hear I am a little bit congested, so I apologize if my voice isn't as nice as it usually is. Um, Anyway, that was a pretty long intro. Um, My mom says I like the sound of my own voice, and I like talking, so um, I usually end up oversharing, but just in case you wanted to know where I was last week, that's what was happening. Um, but this week I'm so excited. We have a really good topic that I did actually do before with my very, very, very best friend, Sophie. Um, so if Sophie, you're listening to this, hi, I miss you so much and I wish you were on the podcast with me again for this week. Um, but, um, in A couple years ago with Sophie, we did a podcast series on relationships and what relationships should look like, godly relationships. So we looked at what a godly relationship would look like with God and with your family and with your friends. And then, of course, with like a boy and like dating and everything. And that was the longest one. The episode lasted maybe three episodes, I think, on boys. Um, And so... Now I am 18 versus when I was like 15 and my view on everything has changed a lot. 
Um, not that what I said back then was wrong, um, but I've just like grown and I've been doing my own digging in the Bible like even more. And something about the Bible is the more you keep digging into it, like the more like you'll like will be revealed to you or like you just like learn something new, like every single time you read the Bible um, and like God can convict you of different things. And so I'm like, hmm, I kind of want to do this topic over again for maybe if you're new listening um because I guess I should just talk about what specifically I'm talking about specifically today I'm talking about what you should be looking for in a godly man and so now I am in a relationship which I'm very very happy about um and um yeah (laughs) um so, uh, like, I've been able to, like, put all of my beliefs in action, and it has turned out really well, and so I just want to be able to encourage you, if you're single, to, like, look for this in um, a man, and, like, don't lower your standards, oh my word, I cannot talk, don't lower your standards just because you're feeling lonely, or just because you're like, what is wrong with me, I don't have a boyfriend, let me tell you, there's nothing wrong with you, you just haven't found someone that meets your standards, and that's okay, it's okay to have high standards, I had really high standards, had, that sounds, I have really high standards, and, um, and that's what we need to have as Christians. We shouldn't be lowering our standards um, just because we are lonely or just because you want to be in a relationship. And so, yeah, so today I'm going to be talking a little bit about that. Um, and so, yeah, if you listen to the other one, don't feel like you shouldn't listen to this one because this one's a little bit updated. Um, so without further ado, let's get into that. Okay, so let's look at what we should look for in a godly man. Um, The world tells us, or what we'll see is definitely like the physical aspects, um, which you want to be attracted to whoever you're with, but that shouldn't be like the first thing that you're necessarily looking for. Um, Like or like all you see on social media all of these like thirst traps and stuff and people are trying to like really like sexualize themselves to look appealing to others and then you have people being like oh my goodness he's my celebrity crush because he dances around on tiktok with his shirt off and like contours his abs and his abs are so hot and um and he has like the perfect lighting and everything and so it's like we like are so attracted to the outward appearance that it's like then it's like oh my goodness i'm in love with them but then it's like okay, but beauty fades, or it's like, okay, but, like, what if you're on a date, and, like, the lights turn off, you know, like, I meant that in a clean way, like, like, what I mean is, like, you can't see them, like, is there more to them, you know, because you need to be looking at their personality and everything, um, so, um, I was doing some research for this podcast episode, what to girls kind of look for in guys and so here are um five things that girls find more attractive in guys um they say that men that are more attractive dress more masculine um and usually have higher end clothes um they are more symmetrical um deep voice if they have a deep voice they're more attractive if they're tall they're more attractive and if they have muscles ripples and bulges and 
What I found is that the world bases most of our feelings on looks and how attractive someone is, but the Bible says that we are, as Christians, um, oh, but the Bible says, and then also we as Christians should know that beauty fades and we shouldn't be looking for physical attributes alone. And I guess I just, like, it's my pet peeve whenever I'm seeing, like, these interviews for, like, celebrity, like, couples, like, they're, like, the it couple or whatever, and they're, like, like, oh, like, what do you like about your girlfriend? And then they're, like, oh, she's, like, smoking hot. And then you're, like, oh, what do you like about your boyfriend? And they're, like, oh, he's so, like, like, his abs, haha, <laughs> he's so handsome. And then you're, like, okay, but what else? You know, like, that's that's the only thing you like about each other? Like, I feel like that's all they say in the interview is they're like oh my goodness he's so attractive or like what made you first like want to date and they're like oh my goodness i saw him doing a shirtless video or whatever and it's like okay like maybe that was like the first thing like okay i'm attracted to you but like there needs to be more you know um so i was looking at like worldly perspectives on like looking at personality um and so annie wright a therapist shares eight things to look for in a life partner. One, someone for their invisible qualities. So how you feel, how they treat you, um, and then treat them as if you were blind. So that's good. You know, like you you need to look at their personalities, but these things can still fade away because the world doesn't really have something like the Bible where it's like, okay, I am who I am because of this, or I strive to be this way because God tells me to, you know, like I strive to love everyone because God says, love one another. I strive to be kind to everyone because he says, be kind, you know, it's like as Christians, we are the way that we are because we have Jesus in us. And then he's just like bleeding out of us right and then we also have the bible as like a guy being like okay this is what god calls us to be and then we want to be like that because we want to know god and we also want to be like god not in the way where it's like like satan did but like in the way that's like we want to have a relationship with god and we want to please him right but it's like at the same time if you're looking at like a worldly relationship it's like these things are going to fade because some days you're not going to be as like kind or some days you're not going to be as romantic, you know? Um, and then two, look for someone who is growth oriented, willing to do the hard work of growing individually and collectively. Um, three, someone who isn't afraid of the tough stuff in life so that they're available to see the happy stuff, but doesn't want to quit when life gets hard. Four, someone who has mostly the same values as you. And I was like, okay, like, this is going to be good. Like, you know, maybe it will, like, talk, like, have the same religion as you or whatever. But it's, it's like, um, if you want your children to have a higher education, make sure that your partner also wants them to have a higher education. <laughs> or it's, like, that you share the same goals. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's not where I was thinking it was going to go. But, I mean, this sounds good to the world if you don't know any better. Um, five, a good friend, which is very important. Um, six, makes you laugh, which is definitely up there for me. I, I'm i a comedian. I'm not actually, but I think I'm funny. Um, and I get people to say that they think I'm funny. So um, that's really important that you can make me laugh and then I can make you laugh. But they, 
that can't be it. And then someone who inspires you to be a better person, which again, sounds really good. Um, like these things can be good in their way, but they still have their flaws, you know? Like as humans, we change a lot and there's going to be days that they're not, we're not the same person as we are other days. We're going to have bad days. We're going to have good days. And that's the same with Christians. But then again, as Christians, it's like, we have the Holy Spirit in us, if that makes sense. Am I just beating a dead horse or am I making sense? I hope I'm making sense. It makes sense in my head. Anyway, um, in the last episode, I talked about when you're finding a godly man, you want to have a list. And I talk a lot about the Christy Miller series, but I learned this from them that you want to have a list. I want you to kind of scrap that for a second. Like if you if you wrote a list, go grab that list, rip it up, we're starting new, okay? I think that when you have a list, most of the time it's like, I want him to be taller than me, um, preferably over six foot. I want him to have green eyes and black hair and to be like muscular, but like he doesn't have to always be muscular and I want him to make me laugh and oh I want him to be a godly man and then I also want him to be good with kids and I want him to um give me words of affirmation and I don't want him to swear and um oh I want him to love God you and like you see it's like mostly still focused on the stuff that like doesn't really matter in the long run like if he has brown hair because his hair is gonna turn gray or if he has green eyes because I don't know I don't know what's gonna change about your eyes but eventually your eyes are gonna like get I don't know dark circles and sag but that doesn't have anything to do with the color of your eyes but anyway um yeah I'm going to help you kind of like look more into what you really should be looking for in a godly man scrap aside all of that that you like think you're looking for this is what we should actually be looking for um when we make our list we can become so focused on the parts of the list that has um to do with your physical appearance and I'm not saying lower your standards, but what I am saying is that after you've listened to the podcast, take some time and pray about it. Like, don't like quickly write down a, li- a new list being like, okay, I don't care what color hair he has as long as like um, he loves God, which is true. That should be it. But like really take some time and pray about it and bring it to God and say like, God, what should I be looking for in a man? What do you have for me? Not that he has one specific person for you, but like, what, like God knows what's best for you, right? And so it's like, God, what is best for me? Um, Yeah, so just pray about it. And and reflect on a godly man without physical attributes that may prevent you from finding the person that um, exceeds all your expectations. So when listening to this podcast, feel free to take notes, um, but don't write a list before you've had time to like really bring it to God. 
and write what um, he wants you to write on based of what he's telling us in his word. Okay. Okay, I would say probably the most common and probably the first point in most Christian girls' um, list um, is that he's a Christian. And why do we have this on our list? Well, because in the Bible it says, in 2 Corinthians 6.14, it says, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness, or what fellowship has light with darkness? So I think what a lot of people do is they take this verse and they're like, okay, put on my checklist, don't date an unbeliever, check, he's a Christian, or he goes to church on Sundays, you know? And it's like, okay, that's a really good start, but it's like, if you take the analogy that's kind of written here, it's like, say you're a Christian, then maybe you're like a bull, just out of the animals, right? And then if you're a non-believer, you're like a cow, you know? So it's like, you don't want to put a bull and a cow both pulling your plow on the yoke because they're not the same animal it's not going to be as effective um but it's like um what if you have two bulls christians but they're different sizes you know like two christians who are at different stages in their spiritual journey it's like if you're actively pursuing the lord and putting him first but then the this person, it's like, he's a Christian. I met him at my youth group, and um, he goes to church on Sunday. And you're like, okay, like, how's his spiritual growth? Well, uh, he highlighted Jeremiah 29 11 in his Bible. And you're like, okay. Like, I'm not saying that makes him not a Christian, but what I'm saying is if you're actively, like, reading your Bible every single day and you're actively like, God, how can I be living for you every day? Or And you're, like, just, like, really on fire for God. And then this person is like, okay, you, he goes to church on Friday and he goes to church on Sunday, but it's like every other day he's not really living for the Lord. Like, that's not going to help you grow in your relationship with God. That's not going to push you in your relationship with God. The point in farming to not be unequally yoked is so that the bull isn't sl- one bull isn't slowing the other bull down. Rather, they're at the same speed and strength, so it's more efficient. So it's like, where are you? Are you only looking for Christians so that your parents and the church will approve? Are you actually convinced? Um, convinced that you should be with someone that's going to help you in your walk with the Lord and that's going to um, push you instead of slowing you down, right? That's going to go forward with you instead of making you backtrack, you know? And so that's a really good point that they are Christian, but they're also actively pursuing the Lord as well. Uh, another thing is I'd recommend that on your list that they should love God and put God first. In Matthew 6, it says, But seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Colossians three seventeen says, And whatever you do in, the, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And in Matthew twenty two thirty six to 37, it says, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment of the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. So it's like God tells us to put him first. God tells us to love him first. So many times in the Bible, there's so many more passages than the one that I just read to you. And so it's like, if you're putting God first, and if 
you're loving God first and then he should also be putting you first and loving you first and that's going to how going to be how you're pleasing God and that's going to be how you're having a good solid Christian relationship that's pleasing to God that God wants you to have otherwise it's kind of out of selfish ambition like your relationship is just to have a relationship and to be in a relationship and when what you need to be doing is when you're looking and for a boyfriend be like okay is he loving God first because let me tell you it is if he's not loving God first before he meets you he if nothing changes he is not going to be loving God first when he's dating you and I saw this one or I was doing this one devotion, I think I was talking about it the other week, that's like, if you don't know how to love God, you're not going to know how to love your partner. And it's like, what you should be doing is you should, like a triangle, God's here, you both love God, and then as you are walking towards God, you're getting closer to each other, and that's how you're going to have the best relationship, that's how you're going to be able to love each other more, and that's how, like, that's how God wants a relationship to be. He wants to be the first priority. Like, are you making your partner an idol, right? Like, you look back in the Israelite days and you're like, I don't not understand how they would worship a wooden cow or like a gold cow or how they would worship Baal. Like, that's so stupid. Do not see what God has done for you. Do you not see how God parted the Red Sea for you? Do you not see how God, like, delivers you from the snakes? Do you not see how God sent manna from heaven? Do you not see how God, like, literally, like, the walls of Jericho came tumbling down? Like, do you not see all the things God has done for you? How are you then keep returning to idols? Well, you're not doing anything different if you're making your partner an idol, okay? So make sure that he loves God and he loves God first and he's following God and he is wanting to put God first and he is putting God first and he's praying about it that he will continue to put God first because when you are in a relationship, you love the person you're with and you want to spend time with the person you're with and you want to spend all your time with the person you're with. Well, if you don't, find 20 minutes, an hour to spend with God before you're in a relationship. Honey, when you're in a relationship, it's going to be a lot harder to find that time because you're going to want to be calling him. You're going to want to be hanging out with him. You're going to want to be daydreaming about him, you know? So it's like so important that you yourself, so that you're becoming the person that you're looking for, is putting God first, and then he is. Next, look for someone who has the same physical standards as you. Your standards should not be the first thing that you compromise on. You and your partner should set boundaries ahead of time, but that's when you start dating. But before um, you're dating, look at scripture for some boundaries that we have, and then make sure that when you're looking for a partner, you're looking for someone that shares the same values and shares the same boundaries as you because when you're in the relationship, it's going to be really easy to want to like waver and be like, "Mm, but like this feels good. But like that's not what God calls of us, right? Um, Some verses that I have is in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20, it says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? 
yet not your own. You were bought with a price, therefore honor God with your bodies. Like, oh my goodness. When you're in a, like, that takes everything to a whole new level. It's like your body is not your own. And some things might feel really good for your body, but that's not, like, God says that your body is a temple and your body belongs to him because A, he created it and B, he's living in it. Like, look at it that way. And it's like, if your ma'am doesn't have the same boundaries as you, you're not going to want to keep those boundaries. and Or it's going to be really, really hard to keep those boundaries. So when you're looking for someone, look for someone who respects women. Look for someone who doesn't look at you like you're an object, but looks at you like you are a child of God. And look for someone that you know. And then also when you start to get to know them, like, you know will respect you, will respect your body, and will treat it like it is a temple, will treat it like it is God, and it's God's indwelling in it, and it's like, later on, when you're married, then you, you, like, God wants you to be able to do all that stuff, but before you're married, God says don't, so it's like, don't, date someone that will see how far you can go without having sex but date someone that respects you respects your boundary and respects god and what he's asked of us right that's so important and obviously if you're seeing a man walking down the street you're not going to be like that looks like a guy that's going to respect my temple no that's like something that you would look for more when you're getting to know a guy um And then another thing is look for someone who will pray for you. If he's putting God first, then he's going to want to pray for you. And look for someone that's going to be actively praying in the relationship. Like I heard somewhere, I can't really give credit because I don't remember who I heard it from. I'm sorry. But it's like your relationship with God shouldn't be like a closed fist. It should be like an open one when you're dating Um, and being really open to God and being like, God is this who you want me to be with right now? Is this relationship honoring to you? How should I be growing in my relationship with you? How should we be growing in our relationship with you and everything? And just that he's actively seeking out God in your relationship and for God's guidance because that's so important. And even before dating you, like praying about it hard, like, Lord, should I date this person you know but then also be praying for you and like if something's bothering you or something's struggling you someone that you can have that will pray for you someone that you can have really like good spiritual conversations with because from experience your partner is going to become your best friend like earlier when the world's like what you should look for yeah you should look for someone that's a good friend and they're going to be someone that you bring a lot of things to. You shouldn't be bringing them them too many. Like, you should be bringing them to God first and foremost. But you're going to bring things to them. But you want to have someone that's like, hey, let's pray about this. Or, hey, I'll be praying for you about this. Or, like, someone that's, like, pointing you to scripture. I think all of these points I've had, they really kind of, like, 
come together because they're all just showing you attributes of a godly man someone who is actively seeking god someone who wants to grow in their relationship with god and someone who loves you so much and respects you so much and wants to honor you and honor god in their relationship and then lastly of course someone that you're attracted to because you want to be attracted to some the person in your relationship i'm attracted to my boyfriend but that's not the only thing I like about him. Like, if you were to ask me, what's your, like, why do you like your boyfriend? I wouldn't be like, or I do find him very attractive, but that, like, isn't it. I'm not, like, going to be like, hmm, um, I don't know what else I like about him. I'm going to be like, I love how when I have problems and I bring them to him, that he is praying for me always. I love that he always guides me to scripture. I love that we're able to do devotions together. I love that he has a kind, compassionate heart. I love that he is like giving and he is like there for me. And I love how he respects my boundaries and he also has good boundaries. Like I love all of those things about him. And I think that that's what we should be looking at first and foremost. And so just pray to God, like, God, what should I have on my list? Because I think it is important to have a list and to write it down. Because if it's not like really written down and you don't really turn to it, then it's easy for you to be like, well, he like doesn't really love God but like he says he's a Christian so I'm lonely and I want free food so it's like I'll go on one date with him but then like one date turns into two turns into dating and then it turns into an awful heartbreak you know so I do recommend writing some things down but I also recommend it not be like such a stickler like I'm not gonna date him if he's not six feet tall, brown hair, green eyes, blah, 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 blah. I don't even know where that came from. I just know that, like, that's what a lot of people like. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is love God. Look to, also, look to God. And then also strive to become the person that you're looking for. I've heard that so many times in so many different relationship sermons that I've been listening to for the past couple past couple for the past little bit um but yeah and god will bless you with someone that exceeds your expectations god will like you think that you have high standards i thought i had really high standards like you should have seen my list like it was like and like i'm a needy person i actually i'm not too too needy i don't know you'd have to ask someone else but um yeah, I've, like, God has blessed me with someone that's, like, my standards are here, and he's, like, you know, so just trust God in your season of singleness, and if you are in a relationship right now, and you're, like, he's not really a godly man, then break up with him, and pray for him, and maybe he'll come around. But I just want to warn you against dating someone who's unequally yoked and the fact where it's not even like 
Christian and non-Christian, but it's like where you are in your spiritual journey because if they're not going to push you in your relationship to God, it's against what God's saying, so it's not honoring God, but it's also going to hurt you in the long run. And I don't want that for any of you. So it's just be really mindful in who you're choosing because breaking up isn't fun. Heartbreaks are not fun. But finding the right person that God has for you is fun and it's so good. And that's just what I have for today. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you guys have a good week. I'll see you guys again next week. Hopefully I don't sound this congested. And I hope that you guys learned a little bit um, about um, what I have to say. And yeah, bye.